And they began to salute him with hail, king of the Jews. And they kept striking his head with a reed and spitting upon him. Good morning, Christian America. This is just some of what Jesus went through for us. This is some of the denigration, some of the embarrassment, some of the pain and the torture that he went through for us so that we may look, up, look to him as our savior, as someone who was sinless, but went through so much pain and so many trials on our behalf. Let's get into the word of God today, the uh, gospel of Mark chapter 15. We're going to start on verse 16 this morning. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. Before we get into the word today, uh, if you support what we're trying to do, if you support the revitalization of the Christian American faith across the Christian faith across this nation, we ask that you uh, subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to this YouTube channel, subscribe to this Rumble channel, follow us on all the social media platforms. Today, we're going to get into the word of God like we do every Monday. We're going to start in the gospel of Mark chapter 15, verse 16, where Jesus is entering, he's entered into his passion. He's been handed over uh, to Pilate's, uh, to, to, to Pilate's guards uh, for crucifixion. Last week when we talked, Pilate gave the crowd a choice. Should I release the revolutionary, the murderer, Barabbas, or should I release the one that you call the king of the Jews? And rather than release the sinless one, Jesus, the crowd is fickle, and the crowd wanted the release of Barabbas. So Jesus, in this, in this context, took not only the place of Barabbas, but we are Barabbas. He takes the place of us through his pain, through his passion, through his suffering, so that we may live an abundant life so that we may inherit eternal life. So let's get into the word today. Again, the gospel of Mark chapter 15, starting at verse 16 there. And it says the soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is the praetorium, and assembled the, co the whole cohort. They clothed him in purple and weaving a crown of thorn thorns placed it on him. They began to salute him, hail, king of the Jews, and kept striking his head with a reed and spitting upon him. They knelt before him in homage, and when they had mocked him, they stripped him of, his, uh, of the purple cloak, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him out to crucify him. They pressed into service a passerby named Simon, a Cyrene, who was coming from another country, the father of Alexander and Rufus to carry his cross. They brought him to the place of Golgotha, which translates, uh, translated place of the skull. They gave him wine and drugged, uh, drugged with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his garments by casting lots for them to see what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read the king of the Jews, with him they crucified two revolutionaries, one on his right and one on his, one on his left. Those passing by reviled him, shaking their heads, saying, ah, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself by coming down from the cross. 
Likewise, the chief priests with scribes mocked him. Among themselves, they said he saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also kept abusing him. In this passage, this is Jesus taking on the brunt of the world. He's taking on the sins of the world. He's taking on the abuse of the world. We are these people. We are this fickle crowd who calls for Barabbas and turns ourselves away from Jesus. We are the world who crown Jesus with thorns because we mock people, we ridicule people, we hurt people. We can be all of these things to one another. It's only through Christ who saves us from ourselves can we look to for redemption, that we, who we can look to in repentance, that we can look to to save our eternal souls, that we may have eternal life. These are graphic images that Jesus goes through. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's just preaching the truth, and he takes on this cross. Jesus says in passages well before this, that it is our duty to follow him. We must pick up our cross. This is what picking up the cross looks like. It's being crowned with thorns. It's being mocked. It's being spit on. It's being made fun of. It's being criticized, ostracized, marginalized. And in his case, it's crucified in front of people made to be embarrassed amongst the people whom he walked around with and preached in front of. For the Christian community that only sees the great deeds that Jesus accomplishes, the blessings that he provides, the healing, making the lame walk, giving the uh, sight to the blind, and the abundant life that Jesus also talks about, if, if you only see that, and you do not see this, then you are not complete. Because Jesus is all things. When he says that you must carry your cross, look at what that means. It means being laughed at. It means being ridiculed. It means sacrificing our old self, quite literally, sacrificing our flesh he sacrificed his earthly flesh beaten stripped bloodied crowned with sharp thorns in his head nailed to a cross and displayed for everyone to see beaten as he had to carry this instrument of torture through the town where people saw him so weak, so bloodied, so beaten, so frail that they had to enlist a passerby, scripture names as Simon, to help him carry the cross to the place of the skull. And they beat him and they nailed him 
and they brought him up next to sinners, next to revolutionaries, thieves, as someone who is like them, although he was not. That's what being a follower of Christ is about. It's not all it's about, but it, make no mistake, it is about that. Jesus calls us to pick up our cross. He went through this for us, but not so that we can do whatever we want. He didn't go through this so we didn't have to live a good life. So he didn't go through this so that we could sin. He didn't go through this so we could do whatever we wanted to do. He didn't go through this so we could talk bad about people. We could gossip about people that we could um, take pleasures in the lust of the world, that we could fall into the temptations and bask in those temptations because Jesus went to the cross. He went to the cross to show us what it means to live that righteous life, to demonstrate to us what we are going to have to go through if we want to be a follower of his. He goes through this so he can take on the sins of the world and open up those gates of heaven. He does all of this for us so that we may too may live a good life, that we understand the truth, that we may seek the truth, so that we may seek him and his way and his example. He did not do this so we can do whatever we want to. He did not do this so we can take no responsibility for our own actions because and just say, well, Jesus will take care of it. He calls us to live the, the, the life that he's lived, one good, one righteous. He says it numerous times in scripture that if you want to be a follower of mine, here are the things that you shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't be judging unjustly. You shouldn't be committing adultery. You shouldn't be lusting after uh, other women because that is committing adultery. You should pick up your cross and carry it. You should deny yourself. You should seek the kingdom first. All these action words. He doesn't take on this pain, this suffering, this embarrassment on our behalf so that we can live an unrighteous life. One where we claim no responsibility for our own deeds. If that's the message that you take from wherever it is that you go to church, however it is, uh, whoever it is that you're listening to, I would ask you to rethink that. Because Jesus is the Jesus of abundance. He is the Jesus of miracles. He is the Jesus of, of great things, but he is also the Jesus who calls you to carry your cross. This is what carrying that cross looks like. Friends, if you don't read these passages, if you don't contemplate this part of scripture, this part of Jesus's life, you miss so very much. It can be uncomfortable, but he's called us to be uncomfortable. Again, friends, if you like what we're trying to do here, if you support what we're trying to do here, if you want to get into the word of God, you want to share the word of God. We don't ask for donations. We ask for your participation. Just participate by liking, sharing this video on your social media uh, uh, profile or platform. Comment below if you have any thoughts on it. Uh, subscribe to this podcast to this Rumble channel, this uh, YouTube channel. And that's how you can support this community. This, that's how you can help this community grow. And we can revitalize the faith 
of our nation and hopefully live ourselves and encourage others to live a more righteous life, encourage others to pick up their cross and to follow Jesus. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.